former U.S. Army paratrooper, historian, and conspiracy analyst, Tony Arterburn, joined by top researchers and guests, exploring the depths of our hidden history, expose the crimes and cover-ups that plague our civilization and planet, and patrol the borders of our reality. 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 From the parapolitical to the paranormal in the psychological war for your body, soul, and mind. Be a paratruther. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Paratruther. I'm your host, Tony Arterburn. I have a uh, special guest, a friend of the show, is back on. And uh, we may revisit some issues and subject matter that we went over last time, but uh, always, always interesting to have him. I want to read something from the front page of his website. What is an actual activist? The mission of an actual activist is to honor the truth with integrity. It's no mistake that the phrase actual activist has the word act emphasized. That is to say, are you an actual activist or are you an activist only when it's convenient? Are you empowered and inspired to honor the truth with integrity? If so, the time is now to fight falsehoods in this empire of lies by doing what we can, when we can, where we are, with what we have. The bitterest of fruit has sugar in it. Truth wins. And that comes from actualactivist.com. And, of course, my guest is the uh, documentarian uh, activist himself, the actual activist, Matt Lamman. Welcome back to the show, sir. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Well, I think of you every day because every day I look up in the sky and I see geoengineering because I'm in southern Missouri. And I guess pretty much in this entire region, or oh, I guess if you're in a NATO country now, you're going to see uh, geoengineering pretty heavy. But uh, yesterday was especially bad. I, I have two ladies that work here at my shop full time for uh, my gold and silver business. And I was pulling up into the, uh, the parking lot and I said, look at that. And it was massive. I go, that is not a cloud, right? <laughs> it cl- clearly has a lot. You could see the chemtrails through it and it had spread out and become cloud-like but it was an artificial cloud. And I said, look what they're doing. It's a beautiful day and they're ruining it. And uh, you and I have talked before, you know, without our consent with, without it even being in, you know, really in any kind of mainstream to talk about, but uh, you've been on the front lines of, of geoengineering and many, many other things. And uh, we definitely want to go over some of the history of that in, in the show and uh, get your take on that. But the reason I wanted to have you on Paratruther, Matt, was just to get your background, like what got you here and uh, what led you to do the things that you're doing. And I want to talk about what you see in the future and and what you're working on now. Thanks. That's a lot. And thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I've been on a bunch of shows. I tried to count them off and, and really get a tally. It's been around 600. And I don't necessarily jive with everyone, um, but you and your wife, um, I really appreciate and I'm glad that we get to talk again. So my journey, my life, I mean, so the, the thing about me that I like to convey, the biggest message um, for people is that I'm, an, I'm a normal guy. I'm a normal kid. I mean, I still call myself a kid. I'm 42 years old, so I'm a man. I'm a man now, and I've been doing man things, so I am a man. But it's like, here we are, and 
being an activist, I never thought I'd, I would be. I had so many different jobs. I've, I've had so many different walks of life. I grew up um, in Northern Virginia. I went to Herndon High School, went to Virginia Tech and went to business school. And I always wanted to go to film school. So that's how I ended up in California is because I wanted to eventually end up going to film school. I just wanted to do that. And I finally did. And I got a master's degree in business and worked so many walks of life. I didn't come from money. I just bounced around with what I had and got student loans and all that stuff. And I um, plugged around like trying to make it rich in the stock market and learned a lot about discernment. And I actually, what I did is I cultivated some neat gut instinct, like street smarts with my gut um, through asking my gut every morning how the stock market did and what have you and getting kind of tuned into that. But you can tune into just about anything, talk to your gut and that's a thing um, to develop your, to cultivate intuition and to really honor truth and stuff like that. But anyways, um, after I got a master's degree in business and a degree in filmmaking and all this stuff and worked all these different jobs, I finally got this job that didn't take any college ed- brainwashing education, indoctrination, um, student loan bills. I got a job on a farm. And on that farm, I learned, and at the, I was like 32, it's 2012, and I was born in 1980. And at that time, I thought I knew everything. Everyone always thinks they knew, know everything. Like in your 20s and 30s, you think you know everything. And then finally, this is how my life was. When I got to be in my 40s, um, I realized I don't know squat. And I'm just learning now how much we don't know and how much we're you know, lied to. And we, we, you know, we're all in it. So I learned on the farm that I didn't know diddly squat. And I learned potatoes grew potatoes. That was a big realization. I grew all these different sort of things. And I never knew that potatoes were trying to grow in my cupboard growing up or anything like that, you know, and that's a, that's a thing. Um, all of these programs and distractions and um, my upbringing, I didn't know much and I thought I did. And I learned about varieties of, I mean, I don't only thought there was like four types of apples and one type of lemon, one type of orange and all these things. And these truths are kept from us for a good reason. And so on the farm, I got really grounded, like literally with my hands in the ground, with my last name, Landman which I mean, should have been done way before then. And, but I kind of came from suburb city, concrete kind of area. And then finally I learned about weather engineering on that farm. I witnessed it firsthand. And what I witnessed was um, come to find out we can make rain, you know, people can make it rain. It's not that hard at all. And also you can make it not rain by spraying stuff. And I, I witnessed, um, a big storm come and get quelled by a bunch of planes coming and making it not rain in a very rural area where there wasn't much for air traffic at all. And so that was kind of like my aha moment, but I didn't even know about chemtrails or anything like that. And then a buddy just dropped the word on me. And what happened was, is I dig, I dug into it. I got really excited for a minute and like passed out flyers and stuff. And it fizzled because I was like, well, there's other activists out there. I found some other stuff online, but then finally my ego was like picking at me and I really wasn't doing that much with my life, honestly. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. And I was like, look, honoring the truth is way more than these jobs and this life that I'm doing, you know? And so I took it upon myself to do better than the activists that existed because I didn't think they were doing a very good job. Obviously I didn't know, I didn't know about chemtrails. No one else did. And if you said the word is a dirty word and you were shamed. So the activism community, God bless them. They, I thought that they could do a better job and I thought a better movie could exist. So I made a movie, Frankenskies, and it's a, it starts off in 1920s, goes to its conception in 2017. 
and it goes through the whole timeline of weather modification history, weather engineering, geoengineering, which is the same as chemtrails. It's and which is really fascinating how they were able to play us on that one, and that's a whole show in and of itself. And and yeah, so I made actualactivists.com and frankenskiesthemovie.com and frankenskies.com, and I'm working on frankenskies2, frankenskies2.com, and um, I hosted a handful of conferences even a big showdown in Tucson, Arizona, where we stopped Bill Gates from doing this experiment to dim the sun publicly, to launch chemtrails geoengineering publicly to the world as the, you're welcome to global warming, which is a big lie. If you don't know, everyone listening. And then also I created an EMF protection clothing line, which is really exciting and thriving now. And so being the activist and honoring truth, I'm really proud to say that I'm turning activism into like a, a, business and I'm making an income and I'm doing really well. And if you honor truth, you can also do well financially. So it's like, it's not just scraping away, passing out flyers and getting, you know, cursed, shunned by your, it's not what you think. Truth is a frequency. You honor it and all these other truths become evident. And also you can rise to the occasion and like, we're in this whole new paradigm where you can provide but i've talked enough and and thank you for, for oh it's, it's magnificent uh I, I, that's what i wanted to hear was the the, the origin <laughs> story of frank and skies and uh last time we were on it's you know it's on my radio show so it's live you know i got i've got, I've got a certain time limit and you know I, I, we had a run up against a break and all that but we're not having to do that today so i wanted to dig a little bit deeper uh, and when I, I do want to talk about your clothing line because uh myself and i know my wife melissa has uh, bought uh, a lot of product and uh, actually was wearing um, the the beanie that you're wearing now. I'm pretty sure I have the same one in my bag and I wear that when I travel. Um, and we'll get we'll get into why you know in the EMF stuff. But you were you were talking about the um, the timeline of of chemtrails, and and really it is it's it's insane that it is not covered more. And, you know, I've been in alternative media for some years now. You know, I was a fill-in guest on InfoWars and for David Knight uh, still and, you know, on Schroer's. I, I, I've been in the epicenter of what you would consider alternative media. But when I think of um, geoengineering and chemtrails, I think of you. You know, I got introduced to you uh, by Billy Ray Valentine, who has the Infinite Fringe podcast, good friend of mine, and we do America Unplugged. And I heard you speak there. Uh, but there's really nobody else. I mean, there's a couple of, I've looked, you know, uh, Amazon has a couple of books and stuff, but as huge as this is, and um, I think one of the commenters on my show called it the elephant in the sky, you know, that no one talks about. And I thought that's, that's really true, but it's nothing really new either. I mean, I, I think what they're doing now is they're ramp. This is next level, but the, the act of it, weather modification, um, it seems like far-fetched in science fiction, but you talked about the 1920s. Are, are you re you're referring to like the cloud seeding in California and stuff that they were doing? Well, yeah. Um, if anyone hasn't seen the move, yes, I am. And not just California. Uh, well, in 1916, um, I believe, 1915, 1916, um, Charles Hatfield, he did burst the dams. He was hired by San Diego. But then when he made it flood and rain way too much because they didn't know if he could actually do it. It was a drought in San Diego and this professor, Charles Hatfield was hired because he said, I can make it rain, spray particulates from a 35 foot tall tower. Don't worry, I got it covered. And they were like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. And he burst the dams, he made it rain so much. And in 1916, the United States was like, we can make it rain. And that's been common knowledge for a while. Farmers would even, which is mind blowing to, because it's been swept under the rug so much in the seventies, 
farmers would seed clouds with, with not just like silver iodide particulates or whatever they want to do to seed clouds. They would use um, potassium and different nutrients for their crops. So they would rain what they needed on their soil and spray up in the clouds coming by, the passerby clouds, and drop on their soil and crops the nutrients. <laughs> like, And then and now we don't even know how to do that because it's been all kept hush-hush. So what's, what's amazing is Frankenskies. For one, the movie Frankenskies, and it's hard to be like, it's my movie, but it's amazing because the ego gets involved. But it's it's a documentary without a narrator. And so I'm not tooting my horn the whole time. And you wouldn't even hardly know it was by me unless, you know, we talked about it. And so people that I've sat down, like coworkers and like common neighbors and people that are not, don't know about these things kind of thing. I've sat them down and they get, they sit down, they watch the first 10 minutes of the movie and it goes chronologically, 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And it's even inside these TVs that are old and they get newer as the time um, gets to present day. And by the time it gets to the 1960s and they're making it rain over Woodstock, they're making it flood on the Ho Chi Minh Trail for Operation Popeye, Project Popeye for the um, Vietnam War. And it's common knowledge at that point. Anybody, I've had my coworkers that have made fun of the topic and said, oh, no, it's impossible. They look at me and they go, oh, they've been doing this for a while. It's, it is, um, what's the word? You can't argue it. It, when it's, when, when truth is that much in your face, it's like you let it out of a cage and that's, you, you let it free and, and then it, it speaks for itself kind of thing. So, so yeah, they, they can make it, they can, they, so they've learned through, Years of research, the Air Force and the word they are such a trigger word for people. Right. So I try not to even say that one, but the powers that be, the Air Force, and even now you've got dirty energy, um, the Department of Energy with, with coal. And it, it's it's so fascinating how smart and diabolical these guard, these um, think tanks are. So you've got dirty energy, which is coal and oil, and they have massive geoengineering like programs and whatnot because they are supposedly to blame for it's a big reverse psychology thing so it's hard to wrap my head around even if i don't have notes or anything so bear with me it's um it's left right paradigm and the right are the republicans and they're like the dirty energy supposedly and they're saying global warming is not real because they're the ones supposedly making it happen the dirty energy so the rest of the world is like no it is real and you're making it happen and we need a solution. So the left is like, we need a solution. And then um, Dirty Energy is like, well, if there was a solution, it would be geoengineering, <laughs> which they have they have their like you know control over, and they're running the programs even, and they're even like been running them for a while. And so like, you're it's problem reaction solution to like the extreme and it's our um, livelihood at stake. It's kind of confusing. Um, so you have to sit down and watch. Like people like to ask me a lot of questions and I'm like, Hey, no offense. If you haven't seen Frankenstein's, let's just start there with a prize, a primer. And then you can really kind of wrap your hat ar head around it because they, people like to ask the who, what, why, where, when, and how, and like, why are they doing it to me or us? That's a great question and all. But I can't answer that until I know who I'm speaking to because your audience is very important because you got to meet people where they're at. And that's the that's the power of the activist. Every single person listening, and this is beautiful that we are talking about this, 
You can be an activist by meeting people where they're at. Who? Your neighbor, your grandmother, your sister, your brother. Don't go to them screaming crazy stuff that they're not ready to hear because you know what they're ready to hear. And what was amazing for me yesterday, it was a beautiful day. No chemtrails at all. No air traffic. Beautiful blue day where I'm at today. We've got totally hosed. Beautiful sky yesterday. And I've realized it's such a different, it's not fear-based. It's almost like love or whatever you want to call it or truth. When you bring attention to the beautiful days, they're far and few between, but bring them to the attention of the people that you want to meet them on their level, which is they're not ready for you to dismantle their reality and be like, look, you're getting sprayed with aluminum and they're blocking the sun and it's messing with the trees and Alzheimer's and blah, 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 blah. Instead be like, look at this beautiful, beautiful sky. And wow, there's no planes today. And I wish the sky was like this every day. And it's interesting. There's no planes in the sky on this beautiful day. Is there a correlation to no planes zigzagging the sky and this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blue sky with fluffy clouds, you know, and it's a kind of a way of, that's just an example. But my point is everybody can meet their people where they're at and you've got coworkers, you've got all these kinds of people and you know, the level you can meet them at. And some people it's just as simple as, Hey, you know, I read the ingredients on my stuff and I don't really buy stuff. If I can't read the ingredients, if I can't read it, I don't eat it. That's enough for some people. And I've got friends that I like play sports with or whatever it is, you know, go shoot with or whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to, blast them with stuff they're not ready with but i drop truth on them the way that i know how and it helps their life get to a level like the, it's they change their lives you know i've got a okay great example and then i'll pass the mic to you i, I go to everybody i go and interact with in my life i try to bring light to them and be nice in my own way you know that's the path of a good righteous human being or an activist or whatever you want to call it and so my post office that i go to I really like the woman. She's very real with everyone. She treats everyone the same, even though she's kind of, I love the woman. She, even though she's kind of snooty and stuff, I like that she treats everyone very the same and she's great. And I got her a hummingbird calendar and it's right there. And she's really sweet. I hardly go in there anymore because I print my labels at home and I'm running my business more functional. doesn't even matter, but she's very mainstream. Okay. And we talk about all sorts of stuff. And I got, I realized she's very, 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 very frugal. Okay. So, and I've been talking to her for years. So the other day I was like, this is like six months ago, or it doesn't even matter. But I say to her, like, did you know you can make your own toothpaste at home? Because I know she has fluoridated toothpaste. I'm not going to say, hey, there's fluoride in your toothpaste. You've been poisoning yourself for years and it's in your tap water. And it's, and you're an idiot because you don't know. And it lowers your IQ, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go there to get put in a box because we're friends, but I know she's cheap. So I put her on the tip and I, and I told her the ingredients. I told her to look it up. Next time I see her, she says, Matt, I'm going to finish this tube of toothpaste and now I'm making my own. And then I talked to her about it, you know, recently within recent, and she makes her own toothpaste and it's like three ingredients and it definitely is not fluoride and she's totally fine and healthy. And I was able to help. I know that's kind of manipulative. That's not really what I'm saying for everyone to do, but it's like, in your own way, you can drop those truth bombs on anybody, even if it's a child, you know, like there's narratives I don't necessarily subscribe to or believe in. So do I go like repeating them to children? No, you know, stuff like that. So everyone can play their part in their own way, even if it's like not using the self checkout, if you don't believe in that or not using QR codes, because I kind of hate those things or using cash or whatever this you know world is that we're trying to salvage and hang on to right now. 
I agree about meeting people where they are. And I think in this particular subject, while we're on the lines of geoengineering, I find people are very receptive to hear it as opposed to a lot of other things. It's like, they're like, oh yeah, that's what they're, they're spraying some stuff. And they kind of get it because it's not something that we used to see as kids. And I know this, but I mean, I have a, I'm, God bless me with a, with a really good memory and I'm not being arrogant. I, I can remember things. It's kind of crazy how much I can remember. <laughs> Some people might argue that I can't, but um, depends on what it is. But if I'm interested, I usually just pay attention in general. And uh, I just don't, we didn't have this kind of activity and you're just so right about the blue skies. Like, Hey, do you notice how wonderful it is out? And that what I'll always say is, I guess there no planes flew at all today, which is not true. So there's some planes that flew, just not the ones that are, you know, putting out the chemicals and the aluminum and all that stuff. It's it's whatever it is, and we'll get to that as well. I want to get your take on it, but I think we're like one in this area of of geoengineering and conspiracy and and uh, climate change, all that stuff. It's like it's almost touching, like if because I I say on my show and it's it's a bit of a joke, but uh, not really. It's like you you know people say, are, are you a climate denier? You know, do you not believe in climate change? I'm like, no, I believe in climate change. I can see they're changing it, you know, and that's the way I look at it. That's why I want people to, because I go on like regular talk radio, like conservative talk, and that this isn't brought up there. Um, you know, it's just, it's foreboding. But I start mentioning that because, you know, I'm like, oh, I believe in climate change, which is kind of shocking. Like, oh, you're on, you know, conservative right wing radio. You're saying you believe in climate change. Like, yes, I do, because I can see they're changing the climate, which, which is, a, I mean, like I said, it's almost like if you, I know that you would never see this, but like a Greta or somebody like that, if they just started railing against uh, chemtrails, like that would be massive, but no one takes that mantle. That's how you know they're controlled opposition or there's something not quite right about their messages because it's it's blatant. Uh, one of the things, you know, I, I look at your Instagram, the actual activists and and then others that have the chemtrail like watcher and, and uh, monitors and all, there's like several accounts. And one of the things I noticed, Matt, was that all of these accounts had one thing in common that they were all sharing. And I go and I just put the pieces together. No one, I mean, brought it to my attention. I just started looking at the countries. They're all NATO. Right. I know it's all I know it's global. I talk about that. I mean, it's global. It's not just NATO countries, but NATO is really heavily doing stuff right now. We don't I have no idea why or what it's for. Uh, you know, it could be just uh, the, the war itself or prepping for things. I, I really don't know. Um, but it's so prevalent and out in the open right now. Uh, I mean, it's just this is like a time like no other that uh, that evil is exposing itself, expecting nothing to happen to it. But it might be uh, just arrogant and uh, my, it, with with enough people paying attention and looking up instead of looking down at their phones, we might be able to to expose who's doing this, what what it's all about. Indeed. And there's a there's a lot there. And I'd like I took a few notes and I'd love to speak to all of it. One of the things is it's getting so blatant and obvious, the truth, that is, that it's pretty scary when you've got people that are still wearing masks after three years and not looking at the truth when it's right in their face. And so to that I, I feel like you've got some really interesting social engineering going. And I like I like to extrapolate out like 10 years or whatever. I try to see what they're doing with this because these think tanks are really wise and smart. I mean, I think they came together and got rid of lead-based paint because they were geniuses and they knew that 5G and all the surveillance and radiation, all the stuff, and that wasn't going to work. And they're like, look, look, we got 
leaded gasoline. It's poisoning neighborhoods. And we're, we're, we need to get off that and not get blamed for that. Let's just blame the kids, say they were eating paint and voila, they're smart. That's, that's my take on it. It's a longer story. They're really, really smart, these evil a-holes. And so they have to somehow like get consent and tell us what they're doing. There's all these little, and they're really, it's so blatant right now that, I mean, like with the people that are, that are still eating it and are they going to be like robots in 10 years? Like they'll, they'll basically do anything. They're breeding a human that'll do anything. Like, like, like imagine if they're just, they're dogs. Well, now you've got a dog that'll do anything that you say. And now what do you do with it? Whatever you want, you know, train it to freaking open the door for you, whatever. I don't care. It's like, now the dog does what you say. It's crazy. So that's an interesting thing that this social divide now in the world before I would go out to the farmer's market, which I went to one today and I was really happy to see not very many people or none wearing masks, which where I'm at in Southern Oregon, still people are um, pretty hijacked. But the world before, when I was out passing out flyers, I had to use my instinct and my gut. And I really tried to find my people and pass out the flyers to the right people and just find the people that were willing to receive the message in some way, shape or form. Now it's so obvious. I can see who's shining bright and who has got the freaking mask on their face. It's kind of clear. But in that regard, like they're really dividing us and dividing us to the degree that, you know, our neighbor could be on the complete other side of the spectrum. And I think it's so important for us to meet our neighbor, talk to them. And even if they try to completely divide us, at least we'll have these allies that aren't even on the same page as us, but they are, are still our neighbors and we're all human. We all bleed red, you know, ideally and all that stuff. So the extremity of it, it is waking people up and I love that, but it's out of control. I mean, we've got these 15 minute cities that I want to talk about. Texas getting blasted like a couple of years ago with that ice storm. I want to talk about that. And then rainmaking going all the way back to 1916, which when you, when it's brought to someone's attention, you know, they can make it rain. Their immediate reaction is something like, well, why don't they make it rain on forest fires then? And then your reaction has got to be like, because they're freaking evil, man. It's like, how do you talk to people right. from that point? It's like, well, you know, the world isn't how you perceive it. And I know you're good and you would make it rain on forest fires. But these people that are behind the scenes, keeping the truth from them, blah, 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 blah. it's just like, it's a really wild slope from there when they start to grasp it. But it's very easy to see that the world is a lie just by telling people they can make it rain. Because why don't they make it rain on drought stricken? Why don't they make it rain on force? Why don't they? It's just all these, you know, because we are dealing with weaponized weather. I want to say I went to this reggae concert over the summer. My buddy got me a ticket. It was like an outdoor cool amphitheater thing. And I'm outside waiting for my friend and I'm passing out my Frank's guys flyers because I do that. I love to get out with the world. And luckily, I'm able to trust in God and the universe and all this stuff. And I'm aligned with awesome people usually. Usually it's not like, you know, what you would think, <laughs> like chemtrails, you're an idiot. Usually it's nice. And I try to focus on like nice looking people that I talk to. So these kids came up to me and the story's really great. Thank you for bearing with me. These kids came up and they were hustling. They were selling sodas and bottled water. These like middle school kids. And they had like a cart of wagon of stuff and they're like selling even bags of chips. They're really cool. These like group of kids. They said, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, Passing out flyers from a movie. I made a movie about this thing called chemtrails. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And like four of them kind of just went on their way. Two guys came over to me. One 
was so adamant to tell me that chemtrails aren't real, the weather's not engineered, but they did engineer the weather in Texas for that ice storm, he says to me. And I'm like, and this is like a 12, 13 year old, like Hispanic kid. And he was like so adamant with his knowledge. And he like knew that I was wrong, but he knew that he was right and that they did it that one time and that they did do it that one time, which was so fascinating to me. And I was like, okay, well, you're on the right track. I was like, you want to watch my movie? He's like, no, I already know what's up. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you got the seed planted, man. You're young. Like, let it, let it just ride for now. You know what I mean? Which I thought was really cool. So then I'm talking to these, the two kids outside of the festival. And the one that was super adamant, I loved and respected that he had that seed planted and that he knew that the engineering occurred in Texas. And that was a, an amazing wake-up call for a lot of people, especially Texans, which is great. It's great. And I'm going to have some of that in my movie, Franken Skies 2, Climate Chains, a <laughs> sequel, sequel and play on words. And that one's coming out slowly but surely. The last one, I was so um, chomping at the bit trying to get it to come out. And it, it didn't come out in 2016 or 15. But when it came out in 2017, I was able to include the normalization of the term geoengineering, which that was just a fancy conspiracy term. Like we were... We would use the word chemtrails or geoengineering, but no one was saying they were going to do it publicly. And then finally that came out in 2017. And I swear it was like divine intervention that I hadn't come out with the movie yet. All these things got in my way. I was like cursing God, you know, but God's on my side. And so I was able to include that. And they, they came out with 12 new clouds and they came out and said, we're going to save you from climate change by spraying the sky with aluminum and don't worry that's not chemtrails because chemtrails don't exist but it looks just like what chemtrails would be or, or whatever so anyways i believe in trust in, in the timing of it all and that texas ice storm will, and how they steered the jet stream and blasted texas with ice a lot of people woke up to weather engineering just from that so that was really great and then the, this other kid the last kid who came over and asked me more about what I was doing. He said very quietly under his breath, and he had these like bright blue eyes. He said, my parents told me that Bill Gates controls the weather. <laughs> and I was like, you got good parents, bro. I was like, can I give you a copy of my movie? And he goes, yeah, I'll show it to them. So I gave him DVD, Franken's guys, you know, and you're right. People are waking up on their own terms. And I think that the powers that be, the New World Order and all that, I think they're scared to death. I think they're really, really worried about it. And that's scary to me <laughs> because I think they see this rising in consciousness and they, they need to quell it. They do. They need to. Otherwise, they're screwed. So there will be some sort of banking collapse. I feel that I can see that coming. I've got a big background in that and we could talk about all that forever but basically you can't start bailing out banks and getting involved and then um valuing government bonds at like junk value when all the other banks have the same bonds you're screwing over everybody and they and they know what they're doing they're very 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 smart and they've been scrambling the past couple of weeks to get all their assets in a in a row but a bunch of banks will fail and there will be some fallout from this and i hope the precious metals go up for you and I'll, I'm going to grab some more to myself. But anyways, it's fascinating. So the 15-minute cities, 
that's one of their like plays because they're they're worried about us waking up and spreading information and being able to i mean all these things right the 15 minute cities are really bad and shady and obviously like a scrambling effort to to control us and that is both a sign of their desperation and also it's this amazing double-edged sword that people once they hear about that people like anybody especially if you're like you know, um, gun-toting American. Any, I mean, I say that loosely. What I mean is like anybody who cares about their rights, and I don't mean to offend anybody. I love gun-toting Americans. What I mean is like there's like the left-right paradigm in, in America right now. One of those sides is really freedom-oriented. The other side is not as much, but anybody that has blood pulsing through their veins is not can cannot and knows that that is some BS being confined to only doing things within 15 minutes and then having to like apply to leave town and all this sort of stuff. And there's been protests popping up and those I'm going to, I'm writing like a speech and I plan on protesting these things and trying to stop them as much as I can. And I'll be in the movie as well. But I think that, I mean, some people will bow down because people are, you know, pacified, but there will be, I see a lot of, resistance to this and that's going to further wake people up like when you when you bring this concept to a normal person yeah they want to make it so you can't everything you do is within 15 minutes anybody even if they think that the global warming thing is is real which sea levels aren't rising and anyone's common sense is starting to kind of think like wait a second you know is that narrative even true like al gore said we'd all be dead by now right didn't he right. i mean he did he did he said everything would be underwater and nothing happened at all and so like let's kind of call them out on this sort of thing like it's like they don't get called out, but but somehow like the conspiracy community, which we're pretty flawless right now, like if you do the count, still we're get we get put on blast for every little you know thing. It's like where's the scrutiny and transparency out of the people that deserve it? So the 15 minute cities I think are gonna wake people up is what I'm trying to say. And and that's some really wild, slippery slope nonsense. And I don't see that there's even two sides to it, but what they do, and I'll pass the mic to you after this, and thank you for giving me my time. What they, do with, what they do with this 15-minute cities is what they do with every single thing else. Number one, it's like some Edward Bernays nonsense. Like, you're not the specialist, and leave it to us. You know, we're the specialists. But also, it's this confusion tactics and this bait and switch. Bait and switch is so popular and smart. Bait and switch is like this, like, um, come to my store and get a free you know, TV. And then they come and it's like, oh, we're, we're all out of those free TVs. But while you're here, shop and we'll give you a coupon. You know, it's like now you're in the store, they baited you, now they switched it, now you're gonna spend money anyways. Maybe that's not the best example, but bait and switch is very obvious what it means. And what they do with these concepts, like the 15 minute city, is it's this slippery slope, deceitful, cowardice, treasonous nonsense. What they do, is they tell you, oh, it's really good for X, Y, Z, and we're going to give you 100 passes per year. And so 100 times a year, you can go wherever you want. And so, like, people are so easily programmed. They're like, hmm, well, I don't really even leave my town, like, 100 times a year, so that's not too bad. And if, if it's going to be good for the environment and everyone's going to do it, well, you know, you know, the government really wouldn't do anything bad to me, you know, because because they don't see the bigger picture they haven't woke up to the chemtrails or anything if you start to get a little 
and, and it's not negative frequency, it's truth. It's like maybe it makes you jaded. That's how you are reacting to it. You get to react to things how you are choosing to react, right? But what you should and can do is embrace the truth with love and be like honored to receive it and open to other truths and, you know, raise your frequency out of victimhood. And that's a big thing. Victimhood is part of fear. And everyone is, if you're driving around right now in your car and you got a mask on, you're living a victimhood psychosis, you know, where everything is attacking you and, you're, and you can't even empower yourself to honor your own immune system and, you know, how all these other things. So anyways, then what will happen to these sheep, literal sheep being corralled into these 15 minute cities with their 100 passes is they'll be like, oh, there's a heat wave. Mind you, the heat wave is made by geoengineering. Like they spray right over your head. They hit it with the heart frequencies. It ripples. They heat it like crazy with these ground-based stations. And they're like, oh, man, it got really hot today. We might need to geoengineer your climate. It's so evil because they're geoengineering the heat waves to even say what, they're, you know, what they want to spoon feed you as the solution. It's actually the problem. Common um, how they do this. But what they'll do with their hundred passes is they'll eventually say, hey, you know, the climate's getting really bad and it's not really working that well, this whole 15 minute city, 100 passes for everyone. So now we're going to make it like slippery slope, 10 passes per every 10 years or whatever they want to say, whatever they want to say at that point, whatever they want to say at that point will go just like how they're like, oh, locked down for two weeks only. Yeah, we saw how that went. A lot of people got to wake up. That's great. But I mean, a lot of people might get to wake up from a 15 minute city. But once these things are put into place and there's like a smart city with a social credit system and it's monitoring your carbon output and people are already ratting people out if they take long showers or shower every day and all this stuff in the UK. It's a slippery slope nightmare to a social credit dystopia that we all need to disrupt. So in that light. I feel that activism is the resistance and I've even made these mesh hoods that um, you can breathe through, but the, but the 5G can't hit you in the face is good and the AI cannot scan your retinas. Um, so I think that I firmly believe that God has a plan. And as I live, you know, as an activist in a righteous life and I'm not trying to like do harm, but I do want to protect people and they do roll out these smart cities along with the activism and the opposition sparrow, the EMF gear, we're going to create like a resistance where we can, um, like we, where we can actually, uh, track, tra like travel with this AI and not be monitored like everyone else. Um, because there's going to be bio signature, like AI, all this sort of stuff. Like I'd like to be able to be the resistance in a, in a cool way, just by offering products. And then also the tracking with the phones and stuff. You put your phone in my phone bag. It doesn't work. You know, there's a lot of opportunities here to be the resistance and to honor truth and to fill that need. So I hope that other people can see that opportunity and the rising tide lifts all ships. There's so much opportunity for cool companies to come up and, and, you know, help us, be the resistance and, and buck this whole system because at the end it's good versus evil, you know, and what side are we all on where anybody listening to this is on the side of good, most likely, you know, I would think so. And, you know, I was thinking while you were talking about uh, how the, the new world order, whatever you want to globalist goblins, as I call them, whatever, whatever they are, uh, how nervous they seem because they're, 
running all these plays at once like the in a, in a hurry up offense if you if you take that euphemism like like the the war in ukraine and then they add taiwan which you know if you know anything about geopolitics that's strange that we would start defending that all of a sudden or, or become militaristic so that seems on purpose and if you go back to the election of 2019 or, or going into 2020 the primaries all these democratic candidates were saying we only have 11 years we only have we got we got to we have to change everything. We only have eleven years. Scientists tell us eleven years, and I kept going. Well, that's eleven years. That's twenty thirty. You know, it's agenda twenty thirty. You're, you're just you're just a, a mouthpiece. You're just a shill for some international banking cartel that wants to remake the world in its image, or whatever image it has for us. Um, well, you're talking about the fifteen minute cities, and um, I was trying to think how do how do chemtrails and geoengineering fit into that, and I kept thinking. Well, if you look at Agenda 21, um, you know, the agenda for the 21st century came out in, in 92. Uh, it's all about uh, getting pe- rewilding the, you know, the, the lands in the, in the, like, especially at the North American continent and creating um, mega cities, you know, that are sustained, like the word sustainable is used a lot, especially in the, the Agenda 2030 documents, the sustainability is all over and over again. I, I want to get your opinion before, instead of mine, but how does, how does, how do chemtrails, geoengineering, how does it touch, you know, 15 minute cities? How does it touch COVID-1984 and the lockdowns? These, I think they interlock, but I want to get your take on how does how do all these things connect? Well, of course. And um, for one, I don't want to forget the word watermelon. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but I'm going to get back to that. It all connects because Global warming is not true. Okay. The way that they convince people that global warming exists is through climate catastrophe. And well, that's just an overall nice big word for like heat waves, drought, fires, crazy hurricanes and tsunamis and all sorts. I mean, not tsunamis, but, um, Uh, typhoons, you know, they engineer these climate catastrophes to pitch this climate change, global warming. I guess we're going to use those two words synonymously because they do, even though they mean totally different things. And then through these fear that's developed, they say that's the problem, right? They create the problem with the geoengineering. So it very much plays a role. And then out of the fear, they say we have a solution. It's your big fat watermelon, pardon me, watermelon. And I don't know if you know the term, but they, um, it's green on the outside, but it's, it's not, it's red on the inside. Watermelons are not green on the inside. So their real intention is like the socialist commie BS wow. where, where they're like, it's out of control. So where I live in the West, it's full on. I can totally understand why you live where you are. I've thought about it a lot. You're on a nice big, bedrock reservoirs all this i've done a lot of research on where you are it's a good spot to be so anyways where i live <laughs> it's a lot there's a big fat bullseye on where i live so i'm gonna be all up in this fight and i'm not backing down and i'm not even from here but i'll fight for this land and um i take that back I am- you, mike your mic's off brother just because I grew up in Virginia doesn't mean I'm not going to fight for the West Coast. You know what I mean? Like this is our land and this is all very important. What's going on right now? It's unfolding for the future generations. People don't grasp that 
the plays that are unfolding here are are to get us locked into this like smart city dystopia where there's these no-go zones and goodness i could get on a, on a tangent on this one so the watermelon mentality is really hitting where i live in oregon and especially california as well and they're doing things like banning gas powered generators under the guise of um climate initiatives and then if you've ever lived off grid or in a rural environment or if you've ever had a power outage people need generators to survive a lot of people just live off of diesel generators in their whole life because they're off grid so that's something to speak to but where i live oh man brother you wouldn't even believe it so where i live they've the the state level has created a fire zone map it's the entire state of oregon and a lot of it's red and those red zones which i live in one um they've been determined and this is all agenda 2030 like straight up textbook they've the red zones are um fire danger zones and if you're in a fire danger zone now you're subject to all these new laws and they and they're basically laws that we cannot abide by like the tops of trees have to be six feet apart they're pulling back the six feet apart thing it's coming back and your tree tops have to be six feet apart if you border blm land which everyone borders bureau of land management land if you border their land they're not taking care of it the state's not taking care of it but if the state land that borders your land has trees that are their tops are six feet apart then you can't live in that property it's out of there's so many different laws that they're creating and homeowners insurance is already getting dropped i'm talking to a lot of homeowners and so they're pushing people out of these certain lands and territories so um, i live right north of the klamath river it's a big river and the army corps of engineers came into this region what the army corps of engineers did is they dammed up a bunch of rivers with hydro dams to create energy for the region and what these dams do like these series of like five dams on on these different rivers what they do is they provide air they they regulate the water flow so number one there's not flooding in the region and two there's water in the summer when the river would be dried up so then there there's agriculture that's supported and so all these farms rely on the system that's been put into place for a long time and these reservoirs that the army corps of engineer built are like incredibly deep okay and so they manage the water of the whole river and it's been done since the freaking 60s and 70s when the army corps of engineer came in and did this now they say oh that's not green and so they're literally undamming these dams hydro dams that create energy and they're saying that it's um not a green thing okay hydrological energy from water is not green oh my god the world so they're saying that they need to undam these um rivers for like the fish the salmon which i i do believe in the narrative but there's other ways to go about it especially when you're going to decimate the farmers and all these sort of things and so if anybody knows about these agenda 2030 maps or even like these dystopian movies like blade runner the northern california oregon border is like this dystopian no-go zone and it's happening right before my eyes i'm witnessing it firsthand with the and the state put a a freeze on the the dams they didn't want to do it but the federal government got involved the biden administration and they say we're, we've got to get rid of these dams asap because the fish <laughs> and green you know for the green because the climate change so to answer your question i think I, I probably did that but to answer your question it's this very cynical 
reverse psychology backwards thinking of saying if you're not green then you're not good because our carbon emissions are evil and they're causing all these problems and they don't really say you exhale carbon every two seconds when you out breath but they'll blame your car and all these other things but if you watch the movie franken's guys you'll see that when they engineer the weather they use dry ice, which is concentrated carbon dioxide, dumped into the atmosphere for one. And also, if you do your research, the number one greenhouse gas is not carbon dioxide. It's actually water vapor. And then if you further do your research, you'll find that greenhouse gases are not causing global warming and that um, geoengineering causes uh, spikes in temperature to cause heat waves um, certain places and whatnot. But the overall global temperatures aren't even rising, sea levels aren't even rising, all these sort of things. So... Please fill in the gaps for me. Hi. <laughs> I'll try. I've been thinking a lot about this over the years. And I, I look up at the sky and I think, well, is there a possibility with the geoengineering that uh, that they, and this is a very remote and I don't believe this, but I'm going to throw out a possibility uh, just, just to have, you know, uh, options and logic that they really think that they've got to save the planet and they've got to stop the the evil sun from from melting us or or whatever and changing the the temperature and if it raises you know one degree then we're all you know the polar ice caps melt I, there's a possibility but it's very remote and almost zero that they think that they're doing good if i look low at, if, if you're low on the totem pole you think that i i assume so like if you're low on the total but you think you're carrying out something decent i i know that the that the the planners uh, the the at the top of the pyramid, in my opinion, I think this is a diabolical uh, re-engineering with with the again with chemtrails and whatever the hell it is that they're doing uh, to remake population centers, remake crops, to remake uh, food supply chains, to to redo you know take arid lands and make them uh, you know ha have them even more arid if possible, or you know it, it, to take uh, lands that have uh, high crop yields and and make them low crop yields and and just get people that because you can move populations that way the way you control people is to control food and uh, that's the, the, I, I don't know all the answers i do know and it, it could be as as conspiratorial as terraforming it for another species i don't know like it's it's li literally there's so many possibilities but i do know one thing it is going on it's not being talked about uh, which makes it even more nefarious because you think of the things that weren't talked about matt uh, and they always got out, but like things like the Manhattan project, which was huge, you know, and hundreds and hundreds of people like, you know, the, in Tennessee working on the uranium development. And then they were at Los Alamos and all this stuff. So all of the stuff that was going on, like that, that was massive and it was, uh, it was happening, but it came out. This stuff's been going on for decades and you'll have people like you and they'll have other, you know, people and journalists that, that are in alternative media. It's clearly going on. Uh, it's, there's clearly an agenda. There's a goal with it. I think these things touch. Like when I was talking about like the lockdowns, um, you know, and COVID-1984 and all of the, that went with that it's behavioral, like that's behavioral science. Like the only science in that is David Knight says is, 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 is behavioral science. So you see the behavioral science and you see, um, at the same time when they were having these lockdowns, like, Oh, look at nature's returning. Look at all the like. Look at Venice, and now there's fish, and you know, and there's all these. Uh, the birds are back, and all these things that they would say, like, "Oh, well, if we just stay locked down longer." And they were they were seeing what they could get away with, but the climate lockdowns, in my opinion, are coming. 
and they're going to use the same they're going to use the guise of the same thing it's just fear-based which is low low vibration fear-based nonsense uh and you're so right about the watermelon uh, that, that analogy of green on the outside communism red on the inside it's what it's it's the oldest uh game that they play um not that you know and the, and the the communists are the ones that get duped the most because they think it's real they think that they're you know they're they're part of this revolution to undo the the uh the ruling class um but i don't know matt i'm looking at this man and i just i'm glad i had you on because this is such a huge subject and i'm just i can't i tell my listeners all the time if, if if i bring up the issue to go check out your channels you know and and watch frankenskies and 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 look up at the sky more often just just look at it it's not you know contrails from planes folks don't turn into clouds that it's 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 as simple as that i mean you, you you can see you know i was in the military you see contrails and those are natural things that happen and then you know there's depending on temperature they'll stay for a little bit they'll just dissipate and fade out and it's not that long i mean it's not that they don't stretch for miles behind the plane right um but these you know, obviously like you just look in southern i'll just send you some pictures uh matt it's just, it's insane like just north northwest arkansas southern missouri I think last time I had you on, I told you like the highest I'd ever seen it uh, was on election night of 2020, uh, the election eve, just massive. And uh, I don't know if they were making a statement or just <laughs> had double shifts or whatever it was, but it's clearly going on. How does it feel that you're on? I mean, it's when again, it's, I, when I think of this subject matter, I think of you and you're just I mean, you're like me. I just we're just we're just men like we're not. Uh, we don't think of ourselves as special. We're not, we're not funded. There's no secret organization behind us. We don't have, it's a big club and we ain't in it, Matt, but how does it feel that uh, you're on the cutting edge of this? Like you're like, this is your subject matter and it's huge. I mean, have you ever gotten a knock at the door and there's like, Hey, you shouldn't make this movie. Not a knock on the door. And that's a lot you just spoke to. And I'd I'm like sorry. to, I know I took I'll, a few I'll notes. Up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, being in my shoes is a lot of pressure. Definitely. I'd like to run around like a chicken with its head cut off and do conference in every single state and um, city in the world, you know, and get my movie screened everywhere. And it ain't that easy. So just like you started the show off, I just do with what I can with what I have where I'm at, you know, and I'll do these giveaways and get my dvd into people's living rooms and i do what i can with each and every day and then people hit me up like three years later and they're like hey matt if i hadn't seen your movie i never would have known that covid was nonsense and you know there's a lot of beautiful beautiful benefits um that i get from being who i am and knocks on the door not so much weird stuff trying to get in my way yeah for sure um, but I would never not be an activist. I would never take it back. And it's a very uh, righteous path to honor the truth. I fully believe. And you said a lot there about, um, one about the, the contrails and the, the jets when you're in the military and all that. So yesterday was a really clear, beautiful day for me. And whenever you've got a really nice, clear day, th that's a clean plate clean palette uh they start with like an empty bowl of soup whatever you want to call it and then they create the base and then they make the, they spray the sky so they have to start off with a clear day 
So if you have a really nice, beautiful day, the likelihood that the next day is going to have a lot of action in the sky is very high. So keep that in mind. Also, I've noticed that jet airplanes, like the military, um, that have the engines on the back that are propelling the jets, they do produce hot air and they create that contrail. Yeah, like you said. But these new jet engines, and we can mesh conspiracies like the ones that disappeared into the Pentagon, these two-ton titanium and steel Rolls-Royce high-bypass turbofan jet engines. These turbofans, they spin and they're just creating lift over the wing. They're basically like big propellers, honestly. And these are what are on all the aircraft that you see in the sky. And you're not seeing any trails on those short or long or anything but there's so many different size trails in the sky now it's so confusing but i think the short trails are barium the medium trails are strontium and the long trails are aluminum is what i can gather and they're mixing them all together at different times to try to get their concoctions in the sky and they zap them with the frequencies all this sort of stuff there's some orchestrated ballet of of evil going on in the sky so you said are they terraforming us Maybe are they terraforming the planet for another species? Um, is that a thing? And, and I know you were kind of just like throwing ideas around because it's hard to know exactly what's going on. I've thought about that. And I've and when I first got going on this, it's been about a decade now. When I first got going on this, that idea was thrown around a lot. Are they blocking people from seeing planet X, Nibiru? <laughs> that was like a big thing. And I'm like, I think that's controlled. BS to make everybody think and chemtrail people are crazy, but maybe that's the thing. Who knows? Are they terraforming the planet so that like the reptilians can move in? I was like, that seems a little far fetched. If I repeat that to my grandma, she's not going to believe anything I say for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Or my coworkers or whatever. So that seems a little far fetched, but I started to really think about it with the 5G rolling out and they're cutting down trees so that the 5G antennas can connect, you know, because the trees even get it in the way, you know, and every phone in everyone's pocket is now like a mobile cell tower as the 5g rollout includes like phones become not just receivers but antenna like they're becoming little cell phones in your pocket and this network is getting so crazy that i started to think oh my gosh are they terraforming us okay so what do i mean by that well the more aluminum that we get in our bodies the more we're carrying around these high-tech phones that are emitting these smaller and smaller carrier waves that would actually be ideal if we were resonating a frequency with all the metal in our bodies to become little antennas. And with transhumanism just like one generation away, I don't want to like manifest that and we will bucket and there will be humanity that lives on, but there will be some idiots that subscribe to that and we're going to witness this. It's going to be weird. And that's going to be like the fight for good and evil and all this sort of stuff. But this transhuman reality, dystopian um, potential reality, it would be ideal if there was um, air that was conductive all around us that was elevated with 5G antennas and that was aluminized air and people rock, walking around with aluminum all up in their bodies. I mean, that's the terraforming of the species to propagate this frequency to have it all controlled and all this sort of stuff to what ends, you know, and that's all like, off the cuff and like extrapolating, but it, it's potential and there's, it's weird and it's hard to know exactly what they're up to. It seems like that they are normalizing the treason that they've been doing for decades. So they're like, Hey everyone, we're going to spray the skies and dim your sun. You're welcome. 
and we're probably going to start really soon, but really they've been messing around with that for a while to try to create a greenhouse effect because in the eighties, they were like, Hey, there's going to be an ice age. Nobody gave a crap about the ice age. I even remember. And I was like, okay, we're going to be under a mile of ice. That's going to be death. And what are we going to do? Blast the heat. Like what can we do? And they can't really reverse engineer the ice age as much, but they can superheat the atmosphere with harp and ionospheric heaters and um, Nextrad and Doppler and all this technology that they have now through DARPA and whatnot. They can superheat the atmosphere and cause heat waves. So they flipped the script and said, hey, we can make global warming. And hey, the, there's global warming. Be very afraid. And now they can push any agenda on us. And we are being socially engineered, like you said, when the first lockdown happened and they said, oh, the rewilding, everyone's happy, everything's perfect. What it really did, which I hate, is what it did to the children is, number one, it created a bunch of incompetent parents. There's already a bunch of incompetent parents out there, but they were now given medals for their incompetencies. So it's like, oh, you're a hero for having your kids sit at home all day on the computer and not go outside and play. So it's like, oh, yeah, play video games all day for a few years. And now, like, they open up the chicken coop and these free roam, free range children, they're afraid of the light. Like, it's out of control. It's really sad, Tony, because I, I love to play basketball. I love it. It's fun. It's great sport. You can play by yourself, but ideally, it's good to play with other people. Get your son, your exercise, whatever. I like other sports, but basketball is really great for me. And where I live in Ashland, Oregon, Three years ago, this basketball court that I go to play at, you would sit on the sideline and pray that you were able to play that day. Now, there's nobody there. And it's beautiful out. It's spring. And I know why. It's because everybody's being socially engineered, slowly but surely, you know, slowly but surely. They don't even know why they're not at the park playing I know why it's because they're at home on their video games and they're all excited about playing basketball on the internet now or whatever. Cause the parents think it's okay because they were told stay at home. It's good for the environment. It's, it's sad. And what it's doing is it's socially engineering a, a whole generation of kids. They don't care about us. They'll watch us grow old and maybe we'll protest or what, what they really have their bullseye on is the next generation. And that's why it's up to us to, honor them, bring the information forward, know what role we play in all this, you know, like maybe we're not being impacted by it as much as it, you know, would seem because it's so slow, but you better believe the next generation will be impacted more and the next one even more. And we have to honor that and pass those truths, you know, forward. I, I just wholeheartedly agree with you. And then looking at the brainwashing, the child abuse, I mean, the mental abuse that was done and it was just to redo patterns. They re they, they put us into new patterns or well, I guess the majority of, I didn't change my patterns or maybe I did. I don't know it. Um, I like to think that I didn't fall for anything. Uh, but I think everything, everything's changed and, uh, they know that's, it's, a engineering all around is what's happening. I mean, we are being farmed. Uh, for lack of a better term. And uh, that's, I think that's apparent. The elephant is in the sky. And I think the more people that talk about it, the more that it gets exposed, the more people that'll tune into your uh, magnificent documentary and your your other page, actualactivist.com. And uh, I'm looking forward to Franken Skies 2. Uh, but talk a little bit about Sparrow. 
we're going to close out. Thanks. And well, Sparrow, well, what it became was the ability for me to make money as an activist. I didn't think it would become, I didn't see COVID happening. Hope that's a word I can even say on the show. And um, I really, I've, I've been socially engineered, brother. On Facebook, I don't post anything about copper vessels. If you drink out of a copper vessel, there's a claim that it's good for your health. If I post that, I get a 30-day ban on Facebook. I've been socially engineered. Even if I'm typing the word copper, I think twice. Copper vessel, not happening. A meme on copper vessel is not happening. I don't put it on Instagram. I don't put it on Facebook. And that's just one example. I am now socially engineered and, and, and somewhat proud of it because I'm good at like checking what I say. So, so anyways, I didn't know all this was gonna, going to unravel. I first came out with just foam bags and then I came out with caps, hats. Right when the lockdowns happened, people were blowing me up. Matt, this is all because of 5G, which I wasn't even really subscribing to that at, the, at first, but then I learned that likely people were getting sick from the rollout of 5G. I mean, actually, I do believe that is true now. And um, people were begging for shirts and stuff like that. They said, when are you gonna come out with shirts? When are you gonna come out with shirts? And so I came out with shirts and they sold. And then um, so many things just lined up. Like these stories are just endless. Someone co contacted me on Facebook and said, Matt, I had a dream, N not even a friend. Matt, I had a dream about you and your company. And God spoke to me and said, this is a true story. God spoke to me and said, tell Matt he should come out with texting gloves. People are sensitive to the um, phone when it's in their hand. And so she told me that. And literally the next day, my supplier said, hey, we're coming out with these texting gloves. You want to get in on this? And like I came out texting gloves and I sold them. And so now I've got 36-ish items, like 38, 40 items, something like that. Um, don't quote me on that. Maybe I'm, I'm amassing different colors of things and stuff. But I've got a lot of different things. I've got grounding mats. The grounding mat is something else. I'm learning so much about grounding. And I didn't get it and I thought it was ho hocus pocus. But then I got an electro voltmeter and I did and I touched it and did this. I do a lot of um, proof of efficacy videos of showing it. And basically, long story short, and I'm becoming so an activist wears many hats. And so does a truther. And we've got to learn that that's what we do. We got we learn to farm. We learn to take care of our bodies. We learn all these different things. And we're even becoming like slight electro engineers and slight weathermen and all these things by having to learn about atmospheric pressure and all this you know stuff. So electricity just wants to find its easiest way out. Electricity just wants to find its easiest way to the ground and into the earth. And it's just, that's what it wants. So you got rubber shoes on and there's dirty electricity around you from your phone, your outlets, your smart meter. It's not finding a way out to the ground with your rubber shoes on. Or you've got carpet on, you got your shoes off, you're in the carpet, you're in your condo, whatever. What the grounding mat does is just creates the ability for the electricity going to your, to your body to go into the ground of the outlet. I didn't even know that the outlets were plus minus ground. You know, there's a lot that I didn't know that I'm learning so much. So learning about grounding and learning about EMF and now I've got these foam bags and baby blankets and baby gear and pregnancy stuff. And it's really exciting because, and even key fob stuff for your key fobs, because that's EMF and thieves are scanning people's purses and going and taking their Teslas at the mall and, and whatnot. Every single item I've come out with 
I've questioned it. Oh, is this going to sell? And it's, it starts selling. And I'm in that light. I'm so blessed and thankful for this company, Spero, S-P-E-R-O. It's a Latin word for hope because my goal is to bring hope to the next generation, to the people. I've got doggy outfits now just coming out of the dog outfits. But this is because people kept contacting me. Matt, please, can you make dog outfits for my dogs? And I realized the dogs are sitting at home all day long, maybe even like right next to the Wi-Fi router. They're not grounded. They're probably not in the grass like they should be all day. And they do need protection just like humans. And, you know, they're getting tumors and this and that. But it's a very neat market and industry. And I'm learning so much. And, and so many people contact me thrilled about the products, telling me they can sleep now and with the EMF blanket and the sleeping bag. Or they couldn't, they, they didn't even fathom how sensitive they were. And they put the phone in the bag and now they don't have headaches and all these sorts of things that um, continue to, surprise me because i even doubt my myself at times so it's been such an amazing blessing and journey and like i said and so it's it's silver clothing silver fabric and silver is dense enough that it um protects it deflects uh emf radiation and i i want to tell this story really quick and this anybody who's really willing to grasp and listen to what i have to say right now this can and will change your life forever and then i'll leave it on this note and it's very important so walking in my shoes, um, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. China, for one, almost every day and, and interacting with them and seeing how they interact with the lockdowns and all their condition. It's very fascinating. But also, I came out with these foam bags in 2019. On 9-19-2019, I went on Coast to Coast AM and I really blew it up. But I was, I was selling the foam bags in 2018. But they really got going and I got the business really going at the end of 2019, just before the lockdowns. I got so lucky to get all these out into the world and everyone was very happy with these silver phone bags one layer of silver fabric you put your phone in you don't get any reception any signal inside the silver phone bag it's like a blackout bag it's almost like turning your phone off but even when it's off it can do tracking and gps and all this sort of stuff nothing can happen inside these blackout bags so right literally right in march when the lockdowns happened synchronistically at the same time people's phones started getting turned up to propagate 5g technology 4G turned into 4G LTE, which stands for long-term evolution. LTE is long-term evolution, which actually means 5G. So the phone started emitting like a whole new form of radiation, not like 10 times more radiation, a different type of radiation that no one had ever been exposed to, a, a, a smaller carrier carrier wave in a spectrum that had not even ever been auctioned off to by the um, FCC. So we're talking about a carrier wave of size and intensity that had never the humanity had never been exposed to so all of a sudden these phones are utilizing this and propagating this wave and these phone bags that i sold they stopped working people were really upset and i didn't know what was happening at first so then i had to double layer the phone bags and i made two layer phone bags made of two layers of silver and they worked and everyone was satisfied for just a few months and then iPhone carriers in these certain hot spots, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Flint, Michigan, LA, they contacted me and said, it's ringing through the bag now. The phone bag worked for months and I was really happy, but now it's just ringing through the bag. And they didn't get a new phone. The phone's just ringing through the bag now. And so I realized that the, their phones were being turned up. And even right when Omicron came out, the double layer bag stopped working. Um, and I had to, you know, uh, there was, sorry, right when Omicron came out, the version of bags that I had at the time stopped working 
All right. So I kept having to do like a 3.0 and now I'm on a 4.0. So now my bags are two layers of copper and one layer of silver. And in that everything's being blocked. Okay. But what was crazy is the, the, the frequency of the Wi-Fi started to get more intense as well because everything is this internet of things propagating this 5G carrier wave. And so I had to change my bags four times. I'm 99% confident, or let's just say 95% confident that this phone bag will work forever. But maybe they'll keep the tech changing and I'll have to modify it again. I am replacing people's bags and I'm honoring that. And as a businessman, it's kind of a struggle and it's interesting dealing with this new technology. But what I firmly believe happened was people's phones, especially smart new phones, especially iPhones, they started getting turned up to prop. What I mean by turned up is they started changing the frequency and emitting a different frequency to propagate 5G waves. And I firmly believe that that was making a lot of people sick. Did COVID exist? I don't know and I don't care. But were people coming down with radiation symptom and radiation sicknesses from their phones? I firmly believe yes. And I wouldn't say that. Like I went to grad school, I graduated top of my class with a master's in business administration with focus in strategic sustainability. And in my statistics class, 8 a.m. every morning with this professor Bond, he was like this amazing, I mean, it was out of control. And I, and I was number one, but you don't graduate from this program and be able to come out and say, oh, that's correlation and that's causal and get them mixed up. I don't say something is causal and not corollary if I haven't given it a lot of data and back checking. And I, I do use the scientific method, even though nobody even knows what that means anymore. And I'm telling everyone listening that the phones were getting people sick and people were shedding um, radiated cells onto other people. And then their bodies were like, oh, I want to detox radiated cells. And then they showed radiation symptoms, sicknesses, and all this sort of stuff. Other stuff could have been going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a big smoke screen in the world to um, create a smoke screen to roll out 5G. And that was the lockdowns and all that stuff that we witnessed, all of us witnessed. And otherwise, people would have been witnessing symptoms from 5G. And they maybe would not have adopted it so well. And um, that's what I have to say about that. And really quick, in this new world that we're in, I've noticed that truth is like really under attack. It's, it's, it's a new paradigm where truth is just like the enemy in the mainstream. And in that light, we have to honor it so much more. And again, treat it with the integrity it deserves and come to people with it on their level and not scare them away from it because they, they deserve it too. You know, and as activists, we hold that candle for them not to just blow it out and handle it, hand it to them. You want to hand it to them so it can be ignited into a torch. They can pass it on to their children and all that, you know. I'm with you. And yeah, I'm not a coincidence theorist when it comes to what happened with 5G rollout and these phones becoming uh, basically antennas and, and amplifiers for it. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm in... Uh, precious metals business and so it's a lot of phone calls and it's a lot of this stuff it's, it's just i understand how much i'm exposed to it that's why i love your your bags and and the products and and, and sparrow and and so i wanted you to talk about it we'll have to do a show sometime just on 5g because i know you're really passionate about it and all of this connects you know all all of it uh and it's like a it's like a conspiratorial buffet for psychopaths <laughs> like there's just so much so much to choose from 
and uh i'm glad we got to to get you back and and uh go over you know your your great work and and i, I definitely want to continue our conversations in the future and uh before we let you go let's one more time tell people where they can find you thank you tony thanks for having such a, a big heart um last time i went on your show and it always i'll i'll remember this for the rest of my life and i, I don't always remember anything from um interviews last time you want we went on the, we did a show together um i don't think you even knew but i like was holding myself back from crying because you told me that history will hold me in a good light because at least i'm caring about this topic that a lot of people don't talk about so i really thank you for saying that at the time because i needed it because it ain't easy sometimes when you don't think anyone's listening and and what have you so please everyone if you can um, feel free to email me frankenskies at gmail.com that's frank e-n-s-k-i-e-s and i respond to emails and, and i'm looking forward to people there and frankenskies.com the movie can be found there it's also in portuguese and french and spanish if you want to share it around the world and that and whatnot for that frankenskies2.com for updates on the sequel which i'll be plugging along with and hopefully we can come out with it next year and it'll show us bucking these five 15 minute cities and saying no to that so that'll be really empowering in the movie ideally and then s-p-e-r-o gear um spiral gear on um, instagram and spiralgear.com will show you the emf silver lining um clothing and all that and there's a nice blog um, for resources for information on emf meters and and actual activists with an S at the end, actual activists on Instagram, actualactivists.com. I'm really proud of actualactivists.com and it's a nice resource and it's got a daily truth blog there and information on everything you can think of, especially health and how to take care of yourself because that's also very important because if you're not taking care of yourself and doing that work, then how can you show up for the rest of the world, you know? Well, I, I still uh, hold that to be true. I think you'll be uh, judged um, in high regard in history. And uh, you're doing God's work, my friend. I appreciate all that you do. And, and thank you for your time today. And uh, folks, go out and support Matt and his uh, his work, his films, uh, Sparrow, his gear. Uh, do that because, you know, if we're, out, if we're out here working to make the world a better place and bring information to people's attention and we're fighting uh, uh, this impossible future, that is uh, on the way if we do nothing about it. Um, if we're doing that and we give it all we got, and at the end of the day, we don't succeed, at least we tried. Uh, but I do think that, uh, that that we're reaching a tipping point, Matt. I really do, before I let you go. And, you know, I have this, I don't think it's statistical. I just think it's it's some gut level. You talk about following your gut. And uh, I, I follow my gut. I think we're in the, you know, the, the circle that you're in and I'm in, the people that we know. Uh, are some really fine human beings. And uh, I, I think I think we have a, a lot to look forward to. So um, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. And folks, uh, support Matt. Uh, this has been Paratruther. It's the podcast version of the Arterburn Radio Transmission. And you can find my radio show uh, on uh, Worldwide Christian Radio at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, San Antonio, and anywhere podcasts are found. And remember, my website is arterburn.news. And we sponsor the show with wise wolf gold and silver exchange if you want to turn some of your soon-to-be worthless fiat currency into actual money you can give me a call and uh myself or my top trader kinsey who's also uh a co-host and uh contributor uh to all the things we do here 
uh, we'll take care of your order. So anyway, thanks folks. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Take care.